0: Today on Ovia's Angelio, fall weddings are okay, and I'll tell you why. Plus, a very candid conversation with Wake Forest Athletics Director John Curry about the state of the Deacons and the state of the ACC. Thanks to everybody who's given us five stars on their favorite podcast platforms. Thanks to everybody who's followed us on YouTube. If you haven't yet, come on, let's get with the program. Positive vibes only. By the way, you can buy that on a shirt. Check out breakingtea.com slash OG. Again, that's breakingtea.com slash OG. Take you to the Ovias and Jillio collection and buy your shirts today. OG. OG.
1: OG. OG. Golly.
0: Gosh OG.
1: It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovias and Joe Jillio.
0: But doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're we'll bringing it back so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. We are inside the Efrid Studios downtown Raleigh, thanks to Empire Properties, and thanks to Copiers Plus for presenting Ovias and Giglio. Check them out online at copiers pluscom I feel like Copiers Plus needs to give you some, I don't know, whiteboard management, maybe, maybe some, I don't know, some document collaboration in the cloud, the all thing, all things that they can do, along with keeping your print management costs down. What did you? What did Digital you get, solutions, Joe? you name it. Yeah, Copiers I'll, Dash Plus, they've got it. They check it out. You have a very analog solution though <laughs> with this whiteboard. What, what do we have going on here, man? I like it. It was a whiteboard from our friends at the News and Observer. You know, I've always wanted to recreate a certain memeable video. This is so true. This at is some true. point, we will. Maybe at some point during the football season, we'll yeah. find out, you know, the F around and find out ratio on the OG. Speaking of football season, but you do this long enough, man. You do this long enough, you know there are certain beats to the year. There's a rhythm to the year. I like routine. And I know we're getting close to the start of the college football season because, Joe, people are once again getting online and saying, without actually saying it, they don't like their families. Because once football's on, I got no time for you, family. My butt's never leaving that couch. I don't care if there's a wedding taking place. I there have, better not there be a better wedding. better not be any weddings because if there's any weddings. So I can't give up that state VMI weekend. <laughs> week zero? You scheduled something for week zero when I'm supposed to watch <laughs> Vanderbilt in Hawaii? No, I'm sorry. I have priorities. And my priority is to watch Notre Dame and Navy
1: in Ireland
0: to wake up. Oh, okay, cool. So, here. Look, man, nothing but salutes to guys like Josh Pate. He does Late Kick. It's a YouTube show that I think is run by 24/7. And this is when I knew football is right around the corner because he tweeted this out this week. Not to get political, but anyone smart enough to run against Saturday Fall weddings is as good as elected. He continues, the hot button issue of our time, September 23rd, is the number one wedding date in America this year. We are a broken people. Please utilize this. And it's a screen grab from his YouTube show where it says LK's, not listener LK, but late kicks, wedding planner, Saturdays to say I do. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, all yeses. But September, October, November, December, all noes. What takes place in January, Joe? National championship, Super so, Bowl. Well, Super Bowl's February. No. February. So those cool. You know the. Well, I think at- he's a college football. I know, I know, I know, specialist I know. here. I know. I'm. 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 I'm halfway kidding. But what's wrong? We are a broken people. We no, are no, clearly. That's you, the, that's no, the reason. No. 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 <laughs> you are a broken person. We are not a broken people. Now look. I get that some of this is just being played up to a certain level of silliness. But then I started looking at the replies and there were a bunch of people who were like, I said no to my cousin's wedding because that was the same date as like Penn State, Ohio State. Hey, you don't know what time that game's going to be. B, and this is my larger point. What year is it, Joe? How did I just pull that up? By the way, it was on Twitter. How Probably can I- on your phone, too. It was on my <laughs> phone. Now, look, not everybody's built a little bit different. For instance, you and I know somebody in the industry. I'm not going to air out their laundry. But you and I both know somebody in the industry that once Instacarted monitors to their hotel room, three of them, so that they could watch all the football they're accustomed to watching on a given Saturday. And then returned those monitors. It was a rental. It's impressive. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> but that person's built different. Sure. When I tell you who that is, you're going to go, oh, yeah, no, that makes total sense. But again, I'm not going to air that out. So there are certain people that, yeah, man, ball is life. Totally get it. But if ball is so life, we live in a time that allows you to ball all the time. Ball so hard. Also, if college football is a communal event, why would you not want to combine what's taking place at a wedding while also watching one of your favorite teams with open bar? You're at an open bar hanging out. Set the phone up on your table. Or look, my brother could see the bride potentially taking umbrage, but let let me me, me, me give you an example. Last November, my brother got married. Yeah. It happened to be the same day as NC State Boston College. Ooh. My brother is about to get introduced at the wedding along with the wedding party at the reception. Okay. I'm pulling this up on Twitter. They lost to Boston College on my wedding day. That was my brother's response. You see the beer. You see, shout out to Alex and all the crew there. And what do you see on the on the table next to the beer? You see the... a phone. They're yeah. watching the game. Keeping up. Keeping up with it. And then when, they, when it happened, when the game was over, like, well, I guess I can get introduced now. I don't have it in front of me. I can't find the picture. But I, was it 2017 when NC State played South Carolina mm-hmm. to kick off the season on Labor Day? Well, mm-hmm. that, that's where that picture's from. You know what's really awesome now? With and This, again, this is from five years ago, five, six years ago. Math is hard. Math is hard. Do you know what I did while waiting in a 90-minute line to ride Space Mountain? Watch it's, Debo Samuel uh-huh. crush uh-huh. State's Hopes and Dreams. Right. So, look, man, I get it. It's a shtick to a certain extent. But to me, the real broken person here is the person who apparently cannot leave their house and doesn't have things like this. Buddy, you're in a multi-million-dollar studio. You're telling me you don't have the tech to keep up with stuff while you're at somebody's wedding? That's also a really easy way to make friends. You want to make cool with your future cousin-in-law? You want to, like, I don't know, find your new bro for life in the family? Hey, man, pull out the phone and watch some football while you're drinking free beer. I don't see why this is a problem. Also, you're gonna remember those games too. Punkage, my roommate from NC State, one of my roommates from NC State, yeah, got married during the the state Texas Tech game where T.A. McClendon scored 100 touchdowns. Oh man, So I remember that game. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Even though I didn't watch all of it, uh, and then Jessica's oldest brother Justin got married during the T.A. McClendon game. The uh, the, uh, the state Carolina game. So, uh, yeah, I remember both of our weddings for that reason. But here's the other problem. <laughs> Speaking of wedding, here's the other problem. But we didn't have phones then. To no. I remember the state that state Carolina game was not close. Didn't have phones, TV. but 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 you just reminded me. <laughs> you just reminded me. I got married in April, two thousand two. What was happening in late April two thousand two? Playoffs. The Canes really making a first push. <laughs> Day we got married was the day that the Carolina Hurricanes knocked out the New Jersey Devils. The Devils, wow. Okay, so you remember that though? I remember that because <laughs> for, I re- for all, multiple reasons. <laughs> for multiple reasons, I had people who couldn't make the wedding. Well, but the wedding was planned at a time where there was nothing going on. Final Four is over. I right. couldn't. So hockey doesn't matter. Are we a broken people when it comes we to hockey? I can't do anything. Canada be very disappointed. The Canes in us. might be in the playoffs. Quebec might be. But instead, it created some pretty incredible memories. For instance, Russ Henry, Russ with the love muscle, my guy. He had a flip phone, but that was still during the time where you could get text updates. And that dude's phone went off in the middle of the wedding and it started playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game <laughs> with that bad chip tune Nokia. Yeah. Remember yeah. the Nokia? Yes. It was like Ooh, bee, boo, doo, boo, boo, in the middle of the wedding. Okay. And then when it was wedding was over, I had people leave to go to their cars to turn on 850 the buzz so they can hear the end of the game. And rather than getting, hey, man, congratulations, I had a guy go, I forgot which family See, member was. Watching. Watching. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they came right back. Kids did it. They beat the devils. So it's all tied together. So, again, I think Josh is the broken person here. He's the one with the weak brain that doesn't understand that if football is a communal event that we find all agree way. that it is, you find a freaking way. Not I have to shut down and be a hermit and never leave the house on a Saturday. You. Yeah, Josh. You. You are the broken person. Fired up this morning. I haven't even hit the, haven't even hit the dollar dollar yet. <laughs> Where's my <laughs> brass monkey? I need some more brass monkey, Joe. Let's go. Housekeeping buttons. Let's try this again. See that, Joe? I do like this one. That's like you like the Skyhawks one. I do. I bought the same one. Um, but I'm going to give that to Zach, the guy who had his birthday and a kid born on the same day. So mailing love that it. out to him today. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Love that was the that. best design. Well, so the far. Skyhawks one? Yeah, I like that one a lot. What, what's funny is that people really gravitate to the ice caps design yeah so but anyway hey, shouts we, to the canes they kind of helped us on that one a little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so the Canes, so all these things are uh are available right now at breaking tea.com check it out breaking slash og or just look up ovias jillio breaking tea on google it'll take you to the landing page a lot of cool stuff there we got three shirts actually we got four shirts available right now that we've designed speaking of the canes we got the bad for rating shirt just in time for you to get hype for hockey season we got the ice cap shirt the Skyhawk shirt, and then the Positive Vibes only shirt. We have another shirt that we're in the process of design that hopefully will be out sometime in October. Really excited about that. So be on the lookout for that. Um, any other housekeeping that we have to be aware of? No? Yeah, we're good. No housekeeping? We're boring. Are we that boring? <laughs> well, we have two big events coming up. I know. We got to We, 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 we got plan for those. We just, you know, we're still in those. Uh, okay finalizing detail stages but everybody knows we got pizza night 918 oakwood pizza box Mm -hmm. excited for that that's fair and then the golf tournament the og golf classic october 8th friday the first friday of october thanks to hometown realty for sponsoring ovias and julio you can check them out at myhtr.com 919-550-7355 again that's myhtr.com buying a house selling a house they got a bunch of agents in the area flood in the market they got you covered yeah Barry Woodard and his team, more than 250 agents. They have six locations. Seriously, if you go to myhtr.com, there's a big toggle right in the middle. It's great graphic. <laughs> it says, buy, sell. Mm-hmm. So go check them out. Uh, don't, don't fool around. Don't, this market is difficult right now. It is. This isn't like we're running hot right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you need to do is make sure you get an agent and not don't take some lowball offer from some national chain. OK, don't do that crap. Do what's best for you. Get your best value. It's your biggest investment in your life, your home. Barry Woodard and his team are going to take care of that investment for you. So let's say you've purchased a house. Let's say you've bought a house. Maybe you need to work on those closing documents. The, yes, the do. mortgage, all that fun stuff. Whitaker and Hammer, they got you. WH.lawyer, check them out online. they got offices all across North Carolina. they got all the G's covered. Again, that's WH.lawyer. Yeah, just a little inside baseball here. We're working on our books with some a group called the Sherka, Sherpa Collaboration. Mm-hmm. And Sam shouts to Sam over at Sherpa when she said, "Oh, and she's, she's sending out some of her invoices she's like, "Oh, Josh Whitaker." she's like, "A, a lot of houses that I, that we work on with that are closed. She's like, "A lot of companies use Josh Whitaker to I know that name." And I said, "Yes, you do." and they have the world's greatest URL wh.lawyer. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Hotline is the Athletics Director at Wake Forest. He is John Curry. John, thanks for the time. How are you?
2: I'm awesome. We're ready to roll here. We got a sellout crowd coming to a legacy Federal Credit Union Stadium next Thursday night. Look,
0: look at this the AD getting his talking points in already. I this, love it.
2: a long list of them right here, you know?
0: <laughs> I saw how much you're raising annually, and I'm sitting here going, this is a man with a background with a logo. This is a man who knows what he's doing. Didn't mm-hmm. get here by accident, no.
2: Well, I've made plenty of mistakes in my 31 years of college <laughs> athletics. I'm uh, just we all, line, man.
0: we all do. We all do. <laughs> so I'm assuming you've had a nice, chill, easy, right? easy summer at, at Wake Forest. You know, after you go to the College World Series, obviously not the ending you want, but it was an incredible journey. You just kicked back and got ready for the football season, right? Nothing major going on.
2: Well, uh, we had actually put up a list yesterday. We had a little operations meeting because we got a you know big game on Thursday night next week. And we just had a list of all the new things that we've got, you know, new concessionaire, new this and new lights and all this kind of stuff and new staff. And so the operations aspect of what we do uh, when we entertain, you know, last year we had 450,000 people come to Wake Forest Games here in Winston-Salem and so mm. The operations aspect of that, getting ready. We're also hosting right now an ATP 250, the Winston-Salem Open, which is a tennis deal, which has been going on for like 12 years right now. So it's never ending for that group um, to get ready. And, and this past year, to your point, we had an incredible year, you know, our, our 10th national championship, which is something only seven schools, including Wake Forest, have done in our league in women's golf and then going to the College World Series. And um, the College World Series impact of hosting those two big weekends and then being in Omaha for a whole week—there mm-hmm. uh, was definitely some human capital expended on that from an administrative standpoint.
0: Did you uh, did you take a shot at that bar that keeps a leaderboard for all the teams?
2: I did go in and take a picture, and in fact, I sent the picture to Dr. Winty, who was not there yet. Okay. And uh, I went in early. Now, I did I did promise our team if we won, I would go in there and buy them all. Uh, <laughs> I top it off, so I didn't get that opportunity uh, yet. <laughs> right but um, you know we've got Fall a great, over 21 you
0: know, we're drinking of, responsibly. of course got <laughs> drink responsibly.
2: Yeah, exactly uh, got
0: to, at the other day yeah, yeah. broke the barrier of selling alcohol at yeah, football is, games by is, the way
2: i think the big irony that people pointed out was that uh, oral roberts had uh, was doing better than virginia uh, yeah. in that particular competition which was somewhat con- uh, contradictory
0: okay so let's let, let's go ahead and I'll, I'll stop being cute about it and get to the the thing that's fascinated just about the rest of the acc And you're in the ground level of it from, from your perspective, did you think once you left Amelia Island where all the ADs are gathered and Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC is talking about, look, let's just all get on the same page here. Let's not play this out publicly. Were you surprised that it spilled out again this summer? Thanks to a a public Florida state board of trustees meeting that was on zoom.
2: Right. Well, not at all. (laughs) Never. Um, You know, 14 years uh, as an AD in three conferences and, you know, going through the eight years I went at Kansas State uh, when when the Big 12 uh, in the Big 12 period from 2009 to 2017. um, One of the great things, really smart things, among others, that Commissioner Phillips said at the end of that meeting, um, he, he said, you know, all these institutions around the country, it's not just in the ACC, are under tremendous pressure. Higher education is under tremendous pressure. Um, there's a lot of pressures, political pressures. You name it. Um, that every and everybody that manifests itself in different ways at different places. And and when you have places with, um, you know, uh, all well-meaning, well-intentioned board members who who feel a fiduciary responsibility for their university that they're represented, whether they're politically appointed or meritocracy appointed, uh, et cetera. You know, so you're going to have some different, you know, comments. Uh, Mike Alford is a good friend. We go way back and. Um, you know, we talked the day before that meeting uh, in in Tallahassee that they had, and we talked uh, talked after it. So, mm-hmm. um, and none of that was very surprising.
0: When you've worked at Crazy Crazy, which John Curry's done, yeah, you, you're Mike Alford's friend because he works at Crazy Crazy now. Right. Well,
2: so you, have, again, you have, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> denigrating or criticizing any of our 15 institutions.
0: Different like, you. like Florida state is crazy, crazy. It's fine. You, you worked, you previously worked at a school that is crazy, crazy. I would love to have Tennessee at the irate Gillio conference. Like I, that's mad respect for the passion of those fan bases. <laughs> so no, but you're like one of the people who would understand his position. That's, that's the politically correct way of putting it, I guess.
2: I appreciate Michael. I appreciate Florida State, and I appreciate the, the the pressure. You know, everybody's under pressure again, and 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 you know, in this moment of time, uh, one of the things that that I take uh, comfort's probably the wrong the wrong word, but that I remind our people, and including fans of the ACC and, and fans of Wake Forest, um, we're at Wake Forest. We're at the strongest point we've ever been. From an institutional perspective, from a national brand profile uh, uh, perspective, we got the fastest growing brand in the Power Five, fastest growing fan base, and from an infrastructure perspective, and from a winning perspective and an academic perspective, we're the best we've ever been. Right, and you're going to have ups and downs in in athletics, and so to be in this moment of time of. Um, uh, you know, kind of different existential factors that face the enterprise of college athletics, there's a lot of uncertainty, more uncertainty mm-hmm. than ever before. But I'd much rather be um, facing this moment of time at um, I, I don't want to say peak strength for Wake Forest, because I consider us continuing to be going up the mountain. Um, but I, 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 I like our position.
0: Okay. Well, how do you think you've been able to build that strength? Because you are, you know, don't don't make me be the one who points the obvious out here at the smallest power five school. So it's fairly remarkable, and I'm looking at the Winston-Salem Journal article that says yes. you've raised more than thirty million dollars this year. Right, uh, I I there's doctors and lawyers there. I get that, but that's <laughs> impressive, man. Really impressive.
2: Well, one of the, one of the things I think that is a, that is a misnomer. And I appreciate you asking the question. Um, we've, uh, if you read my uh, my occasional newsletter from the Quad to our fans, you know I've I pretty much said stop saying small. Right, Wake Forest is distinctive. It's intimate. Um, It's high quality, but really not small. And and small is not an impact when you have 2.7 million fans, uh, which is I think like ninth in the league. You know, we're we're moving up. We're about 25,000 shy of NC State. We're 50,000 ahead of Virginia Tech. Right, Um, and when you have a a a, a city and a community, you know the Triad. I'm actually sitting in Lawrenceville Veterans Memorial Coliseum uh, right now before meeting, and um, you know there's 1.3 million people within. 30 minutes of where I'm sitting right now. It's one of the best, uh, highest rated ESPN markets in the country. Um, And we've got all these strengths of the state of North Carolina uh, overall. So um, Wake Forest has been able to continue to. You know, be uncompromising in our commitment. I think Dave Clawson said it best at the at the um, football media days. You know, we are still we're still gonna run a college football program at Wake Forest. Um, and we still have athletes that go to class and graduate and get multiple degrees and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, I, I do believe that um, there's passion, uh, there is excellence, and then our 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 staff has worked hard to to to. Elevate our, you know, communication and social media and all that kind of stuff over the last several years under Will Pantages' leadership. And uh, as I said in my letter, a couple people watch winners, and Mm -hmm. Wake Forest has won. You know, from a football perspective, uh, we averaged you know thirty points a game over the last five or six years, which is the which is the only school in the league to do that. You know, I think us and Ohio State are you know the tops in the country. Uh, Coach Colossus has had us in a bowl seven straight years, which is the second. Longest streak, you know, it's the eleventh longest streak in the country. We've won five, we've won five out of the last seven years bowl games. So, and and then you've got all the other stuff with with um, uh, baseball in the college world series and women's golf and you know soccer, et cetera. I mean, every program we have except one was was in the postseason last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, that winning um, has an
0: effect. John Curry, Wake Forest AD, joining us here on Ovies and Gillio. So we talked to former North Carolina Chancellor Holden Thorpe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, because Mm -hmm. chancellors, presidents of universities have to operate on a completely different level. You're focused on athletics. The chancellors, presidents are working on everything related to the university. So they they rely on you, the athletic directors, to inform them of what's going on. So what conversations have you had with the head of Wake Forest this summer with all the speculation and reporting around expansion of the ACC? I guess I'll get to the point based on reports, there were only four schools that voted against Cal and Stanford joining the ACC. You were not one of those schools. So I'll infer from that that you're pro Stanford and Cal joining the league. What What is the conversation? What is the advisement for those two schools, in your opinion, to join the ACC?
2: Well, first of all, Joe, as I sent you the note, that I thought that interview that you did with uh, Holden Thorpe was incredibly well done. I thought uh, Chancellor Thorpe's... Uh, uh, a candor in that was really, I shared it with, I shared it with our team, with our advisory team, with our board, because it, it really gave a lot of the context in the history. And it's really easy to forget, um, some of the context and history. And I also believe, um, that, uh, if you look a lot of there's, there's criticism right now, a lot of it's, you know, self impo- self, uh, imposed about grain of rights and, and our existing ESPN ACC network contract. Uh, but the reality of it is, is that, um, this is not a good time in the broadcast media industry, right? I mean, all you got to do is read the theme and jiggle. I mean, the the ticker or the or the CNBC or I, term, I like
0: that. we need one of those for the podcast here on Streamyard. Yeah. We got to get all one. Mean,
2: of those. All, like, all you got to do is read all that stuff. Yeah, read yeah, those yeah, articles yeah. about you know di- shareholders and. And, you know, Netflix, lack of profitability and all those kind of stuff to realize we're in a really disrupted time. It's not unlike a, you know, a a mortgage crisis time. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's really easy to sit here and say, uh, well, every deal would be better. And that might be what it might have been. But that's not the reality right now. Right. So we're in a pretty good position. And even I thought the the uh, the interview that uh, my former president, Kirk Schultz, who's now the president of Washington State, gave with. Um, uh, Pete Thamel a week or so ago when he talked about the Pac-12 could have done a deal, you know, back in the fall and didn't do it because they thought they could get, you know, 60 percent more, which is kind of like, you know, when I wanted to sell my house in 2009 that I bought in 2007. You know, it wasn't worth what I thought it was worth because yeah. I didn't you don't recognize what the market is. So um, it, it, in response to your question, which you asked like 30 minutes ago, Joe, about our conversations with um. Uh, President Winty, I'm really lucky. We're really lucky at Wake Forest um, that President Winty has extraordinary experience, you know, from being at Vanderbilt, uh, being an interim chancellor there. So that gave her exposure uh, inside the Southeastern Conference uh, with Commissioner Sankey, et cetera. So she's got great uh, balance of perspective. Um, and college athletics has been really important to Wake Forest for, for a long, long time as a charter member of the ACC. So those are regular and constant conversations. Uh, President Winty is a biochemist. mm mm-hmm. I think I said that right. So she's pretty analytical. She likes data and she likes feedback, but she's also able to to really um, dispassionately look at the factors that that are important for for our university and for the ACC. She's part of the ACC Executive Committee. I think if you look overall um, at the the landscape, uh, we know, and in my particular uh, situation, I've just lived the fact that this enterprise is consolidated over the years. Mm -hmm. Going back 30 or 40 years, this enterprise is consolidated and college athletics. And um, I was there. I mean, I remember very distinctly the night the big 12 died. I mean, the big East, the old big East died. And, you know, is it splintered somewhat to the ACC? You know, we were in the big 12. We picked up one. I remember that uh, three weeks ago, the PAC 12 died <laughs> essentially, which is very sad uh, for, for college athletics and for the all the institutions uh, engaged in it. And so um, as you look at, you know, consolidation being inevitable, there's some real arguments that, that strengthen numbers and adding, uh, really um, strong universities that reflect the values of our league, um, that that are relevant to um, the populations of our universities. All those are reasons that um, that things can make sense. Now, on the other side, there's there's also, you know, it's different. Uh, you know, I've been quoted this week. I mean, I grew up on Tobacco Road, and I knew every, you know, in 1982, I could have named all five starting quarterbacks, I mean, all – eight starting quarterbacks in the league, I could have named all, you know, the starting lineups for all five basketball schools. I watched Wednesday night, you know, and so that was great. Um, it's not going to be like that again, right? It's just not. And so how do we make sure the ACC, uh, particularly for the state of North Carolina, which is the anchor of a power, fi- power Four, I guess now, conference, right, in Charlotte, how do we make sure this thing continues to stay strong for generations? And so those are some of the factors, I think, that have to be weighed as we're, as we're examining you know, different options.
0: So if I play field hockey for Wake Forest, and I say to you, John, amen, I, I, I'm, I'm here because I want a great education. I'm here because I want to win. I'm not here because I want to go to Palo Alto on a Tuesday night. I'm not here because I want to go play against Stanford and Cal. What okay. would you say to me?
2: Well, yeah, you know, we talked to our student athletes. Um, and in fact, our field hockey team last year flew out to uh, Palo Alto and played Stanford. We played uh, Cal Berkeley yeah. and we played UC Davis. Um, so, you know, the, the student athletes that we have in our league are used to playing at the highest level. You know, the student athletes at other schools, um, they they want to play at the highest level. And, and this is the highest level. Uh, we're also spoiled in the state of North Carolina. Uh, you know, we've been for years, we get on I-40 and we go to Durham or Chapel Hill mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or down 85 to Clemson or you know, up twenty nine to Charlottesville, and it's a bus, and we drive down and we we come back. You know, and we're spoiled, right? And and if you look at schools in our league, you know, for Miami and Boston College and Syracuse and Notre Dame uh, and Florida State, every game is a plane trip. I mean, every trip is a plane trip, and so um, the the facts are that if you have West Coast school, if you had one or two West Coast schools, and I don't know, you know, again, those are presidential level conversations, but just looking at it on the surface, you know, if you have, you know, two West Coast schools, you're looking at, you know, a football program is going to go out there once every four years, right? Sure. Um, you know, it's just, we're already out there back and forth. You know, I, I can't remember the numbers, but it's seven or eight of our teams were out there last year uh, in that vicinity. And then if you look at other places, you um, you know, that's part of the deal. I, I don't minimize that though. And it takes creativity and it takes planning and, um, uh, and that'll continue to be part of, um, uh, the enterprise. I also think it not to uh, make my answer even longer, which I don't know what the record is for the, you long know,
1: year. you,
0: you, you have a future in radio. Yeah, you do. And podcast. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> uh, keep my keep me in mind. Cause this is a volatile AD business, right? Um, The the other thing is, is that um, just as it's not always like it was, uh, I don't think it's always going to be like it is. And I believe it's it's very possible. uh, And I believe there's a lot of really good reasons to look at uh, regionalization of um, of competition um, in 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 sports. That's
0: my next question. Do you see a future where football could break off and be separate from those other sports so that those other sports could be regionalized?
2: Um, I, I see that football has really unique um, aspects, really, really unique. And um, so, whether it's a breakaway and, and football becomes its own thing, uh, like the Knight Commission has advocated for, which is a thoughtful uh, idea, or you know some other element, um, but we, you know we, we don't have to. We've tried to treat everybody from an NCAA perspective. We tried to treat everybody the same way, right? And I remember one specific um this is a autonomy meeting we down in dallas and there were there were uh you know three it was like noah's ark right there were three people from every conference and stuff and and, and one of the and including student athletes right and one of the one of the,
0: the risk of explaining of, the bible to you john there what? wasn't three
2: it was, it was only so, I two i know
0: it was two but it, you oh, know, know, it, was, it was like it was like if you. he was at state or a public school i'd let him get away with this but oh, yeah. i can't at wake forest
2: well, uh, historically Baptist, right? Um, so uh, I'm American Baptist, right? Um, so anyhow, the, but in this conversation, one of the ideas, which I thought was a great idea, is, hey, let's have the first three weeks of the January semester every year completely, you know, no activity. You yeah. know, be like the NFL. Lock everybody out of the building. No activity, no athletics, no voluntary practices, no captain's practices, no nothing. Well, who raised their hand and said, no, we can't do that. Swimmers. Swimmers can't not be in the pool for three months. Right. I mean, for, for three weeks or four weeks. Right. They, they can't do that. So so you can't treat um, however many sports it is that, that the association sponsors. I think we sponsor 23 ACC championships or something like that. We have 18 sports. You can't treat everyone exactly the same. Like in men's soccer, the ACC is the best men's soccer league in the country. Right. We don't play everybody in our league. I think we have twelve teams or thirteen teams in the ACC for men's soccer out of fifteen schools. We don't play a full round robin in men's soccer. I think we play eight regular season games, right? So, like Wake Forest, we didn't play North Carolina Chapel Hill last year in the regular season because there's because that's how that sport has has decided to uh, to arrange its schedule um, to bet because it's such a strong league to be able to be most competitive and build towards the NCAA tournament. So my point is, is that um, it, all of this stuff, there's there's flexibility and there's ways to adapt uh, to maybe new geographic realities that um, don't compromise competitive excellence and do allow for the ability to make sure our student athlete uh, welfare is appropriate.
0: When Dr. Wentz asked you, does Stanford and Cal help us financially? Your answer is...
2: Um, well, I'm not at liberty to to share all details of those kind of uh, ideas and um, really would defer that de- defer the question. I think okay. o- overall, um, you've got to look at these things as, you know, short term and long term. Right. You know, what's the what's the effect um, of of not making decisions to expand, which may be the right decisions? What's the effect of making those decisions? Some will be evident immediately. Some won't be evident. Uh, For three or four or five or or ten years or whatever, so uh, I I think you got to look at the big picture of strength um, and where you want to be, you know, down the road. I won't repeat uh, Wayne Gretzky's often cliche.
0: I thought that was Michael Scott's. I'm getting the quotes. uh, I'm getting the quotes from all. Uh, I I only ask you because you're making a compelling case, and I haven't heard one yet for Stanford and Cal. And you're in the you're in the game, man. So. I value, no, I, I value your opinion and what you're saying. And it's easy for us to sit here in the Eford studios in downtown Raleigh and say any of these things, right? There's a lot of fantasy camping going on here. Right. And, and cause we're not in it, but you're right. in it. And right. what you're saying about your field hockey, it, it's resonating with me. I'm just curious though, because, you know, I'm, I think ultimately financially is, is how these decisions get made no matter who makes them, no matter at what level, right? Like that's the reality of the world. So, well, I'm not trying to put you in a different
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the, the advantages that our league has
0: is we don't have to do anything right now. Thank you. <laughs> it's part of our fantasy I, camp. That, that, <laughs> I've been, I've been screaming <laughs> this for the longest time, and I, I've used the phrase, it's kind of a golden handcuff mm-hmm. situation, but the grant of rights allows you It's a gift (laughs) and a curse (laughs) to to not have to do anything. Okay. And I I find that I find it frustrating that there's just because everybody else is doing it, we have to do it too. When you know the history of college athletics, you know that with every amount of expansion, there's a contraction. The ACC was born out of that bloat of another conference to do something that was more like minded. So I find it very strange that there's this like, we got to do something. Actually, you don't.
2: Yeah, you don't. But, you know, uh, not doing anything is doing something. And that's, that's you know, fair. That's you fair. Know, as you as you assess, you know, different options. Um, it, when I go back to the the luxury of not having to do anything, um, y- you know, we, we don't. And we see what happens when conferences get into a position where they have to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, it, it just happened two weeks ago and it was it had devastating consequences. Right. Mm-hmm. So so the, 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 the trick and the threading of the needle um, from the leadership is is making the right decisions to maintain the leverage and advantaged point. And, you know, you're really to be able to be in a position where you can make a decision, um, not because you're under duress, but because you have the opportunity to take advantage of of opportunities. And, you know, leverage leverage is an opportunity um, that, it, that doesn't always exist. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you know, you can certainly, you know, rush into something and not be thoughtful and, and you can make bad decisions. You know, and, and I would say. In the ACC, um, it's not like, you know, we woke up a week ago and said, hey, we ought to think about expansion. You know, sure. why, why don't we do one? You know, I, I think there's a long time period <laughs> of, of, of thoughtfulness and and uh, assessment. And I mean, we've got 15 really, really smart presidents leading our league and we've got a smart commissioner who's well advised. And so I have trust that the decisions that are made uh, will be ones that are the right decisions for the future of our league. But we really shouldn't uh, underestimate the fact that this is a really strong league. It's already the best league of academic institutions in the country. It already wins other than the Ivy League, of course. Um, but we're a lot more accessible, um, and it already uh, um, wins more than any other league. So those are two pretty good things.
0: And I would, and you also have access right now. I guess we can close the conversation on this, and, and we thank John Curry, AD at Wake Forest, for his time. You know, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey always looks at opportunities to benefit the SEC. He's the commissioner. That's what he that should be doing. I'm not faulting him. It's not a knock. And he's looking at the disruption of these power five conferences, or now the power four. And he wants to change the dynamics of the college football playoff, which had automatic qualifiers for the top ranked top six, the top top six six conference conference champions that gives the ACC access. I mean, that's what that's, I thought that's what this is all about access to winning. Mm -hmm. And I feel like by getting rid of the current setup, it actually does not give the ACC any more leverage. So what kind of conversations are taking place about, what you want to do for the college football playoff with a with a conference commissioner and a conference that probably wants to benefit themselves by having more teams included that might keep the ACC out?
2: Well, first of all, I'm just trying to get ready for a women's soccer game tomorrow and a men's soccer game tomorrow and, I, and a new concessionaire and all kind of stuff. Uh, but in all seriousness, I, I think Commissioner Sankey's made a lot of really smart comments this summer, uh, questioning... Okay. Uh, you know, challenging um, lack of progress uh, nationally on NIL, um, uh, common sense, um, and you know it is appropriate to examine uh, the CFP in light of some of the membership changes. Um, you know, there's other things we've had really lack of any kind of standard for a number of schools that want to join FBS, right? And. Um, you know, so, so there, there are, I mean, we're at a disrupted time and it'll be appropriate and, and to continue those conversations. And uh, I know Commissioner Phillips is in contact with the other commissioners regularly. And uh, I believe that, um, you know, going forward, we'll, that, that stuff will work itself out and it'll be just fine for the ACC. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is we got good programs in the ACC and a lot of excitement. And, um, you know, we're in 10 great states right now with great populations um, obviously the state of north carolina uh great business uh, epicenter and great educational institutions
0: all right we covered a lot of ground today so i'm going to let you slide this time um how you killed the nc state football rivalry <laughs> that's for next time
2: <laughs> come on look look. <laughs> I, you know, look
0: tell me what happened man you yeah, how are text? you
2: a, I mean, in a primary Dude, what's going on I'm fine
0: and well, the what what are we doing yeah we got a lot out going. of that
2: deal, and that was, you know, it's hard to change that dynamic. You know, Coach Clawson. I mean, the the, the divisional dynamic. Coach Clawson yeah. always jokes that there was always six votes against any change, right? Or seven, you know, seven. from the coastal people that didn't have yeah. to play Clemson every year, uh, like like we have. But, um, you know, the, it is good for fans that that you're going to play everybody in the conference at least every two years. You know, for us, our our. You know, annual games that are every year are are Duke and Virginia Tech, which is right up the road in Atlanta, which is a great you know, city for our alums and folks. Um, The big four rivalry is incredibly important to Wake Forest in all the schools in our state. And we uh, we talk about it all the time. So um, hopefully we'll uh, you know, we are playing the Wolfpack this year on November the 12th. Uh, right here, we'll have an awesome your show crowd. You're,
0: you're beating the Wolfpack at your place this year. I nah, mean, they fine. beat
2: us last year. They, they, uh, they at they, your they place. You man, last year
0: even so. the Phillip couldn't <laughs> win there. Speaking, and, and we'll close on this. Speaking of football, and Dave Clawson, he's a big Talking Heads fan, and they're going to be re. I almost wore my Cure shirt today, but we have we have merch to sell, including our own our own T-shirts, but. He's a huge Talking Heads fan, and Stop Making Sense, the yeah. classic concert film, is being re-released that. in 4K on September 29th. Right. It's not lost on me that Wake Forest has an open date that weekend. You don't play on September 30th. Was that by design? He's going to close the stadium and put it on the big screen. Was that? Was I'm just wow. curious if that's something well, that he he might, had.
2: Go, he might be going to the premiere in New York. I I, I, think that, but I, I do think it's very appropriate uh, when we're talking about college athletics and we're talking about the Talking Heads that while you were thinking about it, I was thinking about Stop Making Sense, too, because we stopped making sense a long time ago. Yeah.
0: Great name for a podcast. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it is. The podcast you can do when you finally decide to get out of this uh, AD business. It probably won't be elective. It's not a decision. (laughs) John Curry, Wake Forest Athletics Director. We appreciate the time. We appreciate the candidness. uh, And we will talk to you later. Best of luck this season.
2: All right. Thanks so much. (laughs)
0: I know why you're laughing. I know why you're laughing. I know why you're laughing. We'll we'll get get there. We'll we'll get there. Uh, But before we get there, uh, thanks to John Curry, Wake Forest Athletic Director, for joining us. And thanks to Homefield for sponsoring Ovia's and Gillio. Football season's right around the corner. Week zero is right here. What do you got? What do you got going on here? That's intern cows. Payment. Oh, nice. You got on that XL hoodie. I yeah. love it. I love it. It's on its way. Speaking of hoodies, you can just buy a straight up hoodie if you want with no logos on it. It's their core collection. Their hoodies, as we get ready for fall, are absolutely money. Uh, but you can actually find your favorite schools, logos, old school vintage logos on these hoodies in a variety of colors. Uh, just go to homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 for 15% off your first order. Again, that's OG. 23 t-shirts too they got bomber jackets that they're releasing for a couple acc schools florida state and virginia tech are included in that uh but they got all sorts of new drops coming out all the time sign up for the newsletter because that's why you can keep up with the stuff it's great Download stuff the app today the app i got great. i got a not- notification that said you you've received a extra bonus Ooh, an extra discount i was like love downloading the app love know. it so again go check out homefield og 23 is the promo code for 15 percent off your order Speaking of websites, Matt Davis is a genius because you can go to theoginsurance.com and it'll take you to his website for State Farm. You can give him a call if you want, 919-779-8277. I'm a State Farm uh, client myself. Matt does a great job with State Farm covering Garner and all surrounding Triangle area. Hit him up. I'm excited to see Matt Friday. Garner has their first football game. Matt's on the grill, does great work over there. Mm-hmm. always involved in the communities over on Aversboro Road. But no, check it out. TheOGinsurance.com. Matt will handle all of your insurance needs and his financial services too. Because remember, your boy needs help when it comes to certain things. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and keeping things straight. Yeah, And Matt has been instrumental that way for us. We also got some golf events lined up that I'm ready for as well. So Matt's an all-around good dude. And again, he has the world's greatest billboard, mm-hmm. which is what if you want to actually talk to a real person? Weird. Well, all you got to do is call 919-779-8277. Or again, go to theoginsurance.com. Move on. <laughs> we, <laughs> you, were, you were laughing earlier. Are you, are you ready? Now, now the audience will find out why you were laughing. Sometimes you just have to be different. See what works. Hey, See what doesn't work. You can't always go to the same restaurant. Really? Joe. You don't want to be the same Italian place in twenty years. Yes. A life coach told us that once. <laughs> so wise words. <laughs> let's let's mix some things up. And it's on his birthday. <laughs> Dimitri Rivano joining us. Uh, hey man, your bubbles are kind of uh, are kind of drifting on you, buddy.
1: I know. Um... <laughs> This is, uh, this is not what I had anticipated for, uh, gonna,
0: yeah, shift that down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, hang no, on. You're good. You're good. Don't no, no, stop moving. We don't need to see any more to be This is why I'm moving the bubbles, Joe in, in the, in the college football bubble bath. Yeah. Bubble bath where the magic happens. Happy birthday. I see you're treating yourself already.
1: I am. I, uh, I don't know what sort of wine I'm drinking. I always buy what is ever five 99 or under a target. Um, so For I got myself,
0: I, Very Alabama football. And
1: cheap wine. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, I found this, uh, I found this brand called cul-de-sac, which comes in like a hilariously large bottle. It's like $3.99. So that's going to be the go-to from now on. <laughs> okay.
0: So I, um, I, so Ahsoka premiered last night on Disney. Yes. I, Joe, are you familiar with this new Star Wars show? I thought you were talking about cork soakers when you said a soaker. No, 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 no. No, so this What's is a year was that uh somewhere between a 68th and 70. <laughs> so this is uh this is the next Disney Star Wars show that people are hype about. I watched the two-episode premiere last night with the kids. I, I enjoyed it, Dimitri. I don't know about you. Did you did you enjoy the first two shows?
1: I actually have not watched it yet, Joe. It's literally on my to-do list. As soon as we're done,
0: hey man, I'm glad you saved it for your birthday. I, uh, you could tell that Dave Filoni, the guy who uh, was in charge of Clone Wars, has been a part of. He's basically like George George Lucas's protege, the keeper of the the the. Yeah, he's he's world. John
1: Favreau for the Star Wars universe at this point.
0: He, he kind of is, right? But this is clearly his baby because he really loved the characters of Rebels, which is this is based off of, and now he's bringing it to live action. And I really enjoyed it. But Joe, as you can tell by his reaction, is very much like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Right. So I, I asked you, uh, could we do, can we bring back one of my favorite bits, Star Wars character or dot right. F- for Joe? Oh, for me? For you. Okay. You so. got to make sure you, you don't, it's not another category that I know. Well, see, I made the mistake of doing Star Wars character or golfer. (laughs) So I know all of the golfers, so it can't be that. I I couldn't, uh, although Max Homa does sound like somebody who would be the next key character in a Star Wars show. Does he not? Yeah, for sure. All right, so what do we got here, Dimitri?
1: Okay, so I've got five for you, and I think I went pretty deep on rosters for uh, Ahsoka or Star Wars or college football player. College football player, all right. So I, I think I went deep enough on rosters that it's not going to be like Brennan Armstrong, right? So <laughs> I, I think I, I think I've got a good one for you because also, and Joe, you can attest to this having watched the first couple episodes. All I did was run down like a cast list. Yeah, there there's funny. some solid like possible college football names on Ahsoka too.
0: All right, what do we got? First one. All
1: right, let's start with Balin Skull.
0: Balin Skoll? Mm-hmm.
1: S-K- Skull. Skull. S K O L L.
0: That's uh, a football player.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That is one of our key oh. villains in Ahsoka.
0: He's a former Jedi. We don't know if he's Sith, but he's certainly not a Jedi. Okay, uh,
1: He's played by Ray Stevenson, who I had to look up to make sure it is not Ray Stevens, who gave his classics like Ahab, the Arab, and uh, the Streak uh, in the late 70s. Uh, all right. Octavius Oxendine. Football. Football, that is correct. He is on the defensive line at the University of Kentucky. Uh, let's go with uh, Keanu Coat.
0: Keanu Coat. Your face is chuckling or you might be giving away. That's uh, Star Wars.
1: Uh, I'm, weren't you a top 25 voter at one point, uh, Jillian?
0: <laughs> Keanu <laughs> Coat.
1: Get out of here. Shouldn't you have the entire Bama roster memorized?
0: oh sorry Come
1: on yes now. this is a red shirt uh sophomore linebacker at banner there went one of my <laughs> one of my inbox i hope i sound okay uh rowdy beers rowdy beers rowdy beers. Rowdy Beer. T- an evening out with joe Obvious.
0: Rowdy. rowdy uh, go star wars
1: uh, I'm sorry, Rowdy Beers is a true freshman tight end at Florida International University. Rowdy Beers. Rowdy Beers. Rowdy Beers. Oh, uh, a few game. people know this. Florida International, my other alma mater. So I uh, I went very Dimitri heavy on today's uh, list. Uh, Shin Hate.
0: Yeah, that's gotta be Star Wars.
1: That is, in fact, Star Wars yeah, played right. by Ivano Stacco. <laughs> uh, the number two bad in this se- in this season, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. So there you go. There are your five Star Wars or uh, or Star Wars or Star, Star Wars That's college good. football characters.
0: General Booty.
1: That's General good. Booty is not only the quarterback for Oklahoma, also from the long line of Booty quarterbacks in uh, SEC teams. We've already adopted Oklahoma.
0: And we also know Bo Nix, but Bo Nix Bo also sounds like a Star Wars character. He sounds like <laughs> a guy who's part of the Red Five Squadron, along yeah. with Edge, like those guys. Yeah. Like right there on.
1: are one of my favorite. My, oh, Bo, I need backup. <laughs> Some of my favorite names in college football this year are like, Oh, that is too ridiculous. Like fish McWilliams at UAB. I really love that name.
0: <laughs> All right. What do we got? What do we got coming up on the college football bubble bath this week?
1: You know what? Everybody this week is doing their college football previews, and there is only one thing that interests me every year for these previews is which G5 team is going to get the New Year's 6 bowl slot. So that's what we're talking about this week.
0: Yeah, the, the one the one that should be in the playoff but won't, so they'll go into right. the, the, into the New, York, New Year's 6.
1: I, I think we're going in this year with more like realistic contenders than ever, so I am, uh, I'm mm-hmm. excited.
0: Dimitri, appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy your wine. Enjoy your birthday. We'll hey, talk happy to birthday. you
1: later. I will. Thank
0: boys let him plug his panthers podcast too will you
1: plug oh it. i have a i have a panthers podcast uh with my dear friend lauren brownlow uh she calls it a panthers podcast i call it a bryce young podcast it's called young gun a, a carolina panthers podcast about bryce young this oh, week yeah. i advocate for taking icky aquanu out back and shooting him
0: oh geez. Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I told you from my perspective, this podcast is only about one thing.
0: Well, all right. Since uh, since since we're on the topic, and yeah. because, you know, I try to keep this thing as live as possible, uh, live the tape as possible. I actually want to pull up this Chris Sims clip. Uh, I think I think you can. <laughs> see, I think you'll be able to hear it. This was pulled by uh, Michael Rimmer on Twitter. He's one of these hardcore Carolina Panthers fans. Okay. So I want you to. I'm going to play this clip for you. You tell me. Your immediate thoughts from Chris Sims talking about Bryce Young as a fan and as a football guy, and you know me, I go, I'd, I'd still sit there and go, I can't believe this is the number one pick, right? And I am a little bit of also too times like you know fifty drunks at the bar or whatever watching like, and and and, and not that they're always right or whatever, but just like my wife's watching, who's this quarterback? Yeah, said, this is Bryce Young. This is the first pick. They this was the first. He's the first pick of the draft, right? I go to the weight room the next day at the Equinox, right? Yeah. I got Johnny yeah. Muck coming up to me. <laughs> I don't know. Bryce Young, the number one pick. Like, all of a sudden, now that's happening. Yeah. So I'm just saying I wouldn't feel that great if I was Carolina quite yet. As a fan. There you go. There's there's Chris Sims uh, talking about...
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, this is the same dude that believes Jalen Hurts is barely a top 10 quarterback in uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, can we just acknowledge, and I'm not saying this like his hate on the Panthers or anything, like how on earth are we going to know in what, five series of preseason play, whether or not he's worthy of the number one pick? I'm totally open to the idea that he may have been the wrong choice to uh, for the Carolina Panthers. But, you know, when your offensive line is not protecting you and Chuba Hubbard is getting at best yeah. – two to three yards of carry, how do we know how much time the guy has? I thought that that first play, the first play from scrimmage where he sort of had to improv and run uh, and ended up gaining about a yard in this last game, I, I, in that moment, told Lauren, I hope you see what it is that I love about this guy, is that improv Bryce is the best Bryce. The problem is he thinks he is more ahead of the game than he is sometimes, and he takes too long yeah. to do something like that when he should.
0: I will also point out that Chris Sims had um, was it Zach? Uh, what's his face? The Jets Wilson Zach, Zach Wilson ahead of uh, Trevor Lawrence in the draft.
1: Uh, so this goes back to before he was on TV when he was just on uh, on Bleacher Report the year that um, the year that Baker Mayfield came out number one. Do you know who he said should be the number one pick of that draft? No, I don't. So, uh, Josh yeah. Rose. Rose. Josh Rosen, who is now out of the league.
0: Maybe he's just got beef with the Panthers still, because if I remember correctly, uh, he had his spleen removed after a game against the
1: Panthers. That's right. Uh, he, he was. And this is, as someone that grew up a Buccaneers fan, although I'm not really anymore, um, I do have an instant disdain for any quarterback that, uh, that uh, John um, Gruden decided was the future of the franchise. Because <laughs> talk about a guy that cannot pick quarterbacks.
0: All right, man. Uh, Happy birthday. Enjoy recording some more podcasts. I'll buy you some new bubbles if you need more. Yeah, you you need more. No, no, I
1: I have plenty. I always (laughs) underestimate how many (laughs) bubbles it (laughs) takes to cover up all the sexiness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Dimitri. (laughs) You good? I'm good. What? No, look, you're you're the man. You're a man who takes your shirt off in the middle of the studio and starts applying icy hot. So it's all good. Um. Bryce Young does not pass the eye test. He's not a physical. Remember, we okay. talked about this during the during the um, combine. Yeah, he had the backpack on and he had a hoodie on, and a I mic. remember. Yeah, who's the who's the who's the high school student who, who snuck into the? That's but again, they didn't take him for his physical attributes. They no. took him because they believe he's a next level thinker, and that is that is possible to be his strength. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I, I still maintain we can just kind of wait and see after two preseason games. Although we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow, looking ahead to Friday's final preseason game. I'd, I'd like to see a real good, true half of football to yes, get them prepared. Let's, let's get a whole half. Let's, of it. let's get a let's, whole half let's of Let's see football what that looks like before we get yeah. a little sweat going, get the heat them up. Let, let's see it. You know what I'm saying? One series and get out, and maybe we'll you talk want. about it in practice. I want to see.: want full, Markel is I to I want the full Patrick Ewing. I want the full Markel is, is engaged. <laughs> right? Right, just, just double I, check I don't it. want the, 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 the catch and pat. Right. I, I don't like that. I want you to eat it up. Let's try this again. Do we have a Bryce Young rookie card? I actually do. How much is from, it Yeah uh, Bowman Chrome?: That's not an auto. That's oh, the thing. Oh. Got to get that oh. autograph. See, that's you why get you got to go to the Oak right City. One. That's why you got start like, oh, I have a Bryce for a rookie. See, it's just common. It's just yeah. a common card. Yep. But you can get that special stuff at Oak City. You can. And I'm looking forward to it because I uh, just saw the new sets are coming out. You get football, also basketball. Because yeah. don't forget, we got the Victor wimben sweepstakes coming up. Huge values. But the only way to know your value and true value of the cards that you already have, go check out Weston Oak City Sports Cards. They're in downtown Raleigh off Glenwood Avenue. Great spot down there weston and katie do such a great job but number one thing gotta get your cards graded weston can help you do that he helped me i got a fair price i know he'll be fair and honest with you so go check him out at oakcitycards.com also check out mosquito authority and pest authority Uh, the weather you got that false that that false sense of spring summer is still going to be heating us up throughout the rest of this month and september mosquitoes can still be active that's why you need mosquito authority and pest authority, because with that heat, you're getting critters coming into the house. I, I told you earlier this week about the field mouse that decided to work its way into the house. Mm-hmm. Now, Lila took care of it. A little sicko mode, but still your, took your care cat, of it, to be clear. Yeah, Lila the cat. Uh, she's, <laughs> One of your cats. She, yes. she, is, she is, you know, all cats are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Typically, if you have multiple cats, they all have their own distinct personalities. Lila happens to be God's perfect killing machine. This tiny little creature that will kill you. And that's what she was doing to the mouse. But you don't have, if you don't have cats do that for you, pest authority. You need pest authority. You You need Hayes Lancaster and his team. Hayes is a true OG, OG. uh, Mosquito Authority, pest authority. Go check him out at bugsbite.com. So we were talking about, you know, quarterbacks earlier with Dimitri, and he brought up the Buccaneers, and it actually sparked a memory of something that. Cracked me up yesterday because everybody's being named starters. Yes, okay, it's that time of the year. It's that time of the year. Um, you're also getting the in college football, you're getting the you know the hilarious. Oh, it's yeah, or season. I forgot he transferred oh, oh, to this school. Not or season. You're saying it's like oh, Dj Djordjevic. Yeah, D, 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 J, 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 he's at Pitt. He's at yeah. Pitt. Hey, oh, Dj Uyongale. I forgot he's at Oregon State. He was named starter, which no kidding. And then remember, uh, remember what uh, Jalen Jaden Rashada? The guy who had oh, secured to to the bag Florida and, and getting all the money and he's at up. Arizona state now okay he was named starter. I don't know how much money he's getting to be the starter, but hey, good for him right cool Baker Mayfield was recently named starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in and of itself was there some sort of wake and bake tweet that they said in and of itself <laughs> not a big deal. oh uh, cool you know this is probably Baker Mayfield's last opportunity to yeah. show that he's a starting a quarterback. Starter, yeah um, and to your point. This is where social actually, he, you know, we, we've, man, talk about things we don't talk about. What's that? <laughs> Baker Mayfield was the Panthers opening day starter last year. Which I screamed they needed to do. Loses the job, ends up going out to the Rams. It was actually in a, in a throwaway, empty calorie, however many game run it was for him. Yeah. Was functional. Yeah. And it's how he's ended up at Tampa being their starter. So here's the tweet that comes out from the Buccaneers yesterday. Time to bake. Okay. Yeah, and here's not what you can but here's this graphic <laughs> kind of where sort of looks like someone's it, it, this, burning one. This honestly looks like a poster that I saw at the Sublime, slightly stupid show where time to bake. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. somebody's sparking up. Yeah. Um, but no, that's not exactly what they were doing here. Baker Mayfield QB number one, time to bake, everything else. Of course. I'm wondering, given what we know about Baker Mayfield, what exactly: a is he baking? B is it burnt? Shouts to intern Tanner, who's at mm-hmm. Tennessee now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that graphic had, had big bang, bang Joe Gang energy, it, it did didn't it? It really for did. a pro team. No, you're right. Nice. It, really, it really did have a lot. Maybe of he energy. did. Maybe he's working for the Bucks now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to get back to as well from our conversation with John Curry, Wake Forest athletic director was the college football playoff and what will become of the setup for the college football playoff once it starts up in 2024. So you have Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, who will look at any opportunity to benefit the SEC. I'm not faulting him for this. And here's where I I come at it with this conversation now. I used to be, be of the opinion that all these college conferences, while they're all jockeying for their own supremacy, it's all part of a circle of life and they should all have participation to cover. If you truly want to go national, then you're going to have to include everybody, and you're going to need automatic qualifiers. Because the other, as college football has grown, you need the conference championship games to mean something. Okay. For instance, we had a conference championship game in the ACC last year that didn't really mean anything because neither team was in the running for the college football yeah, playoffs. last two years. But yeah, actually it has been the last two years, my bad. That, that can easily be stripped away if you make the automatic qualifiers coming out of almost like a de facto first playoff game, those Correct. conference championship game weekends. But that was at a time in which we had a power five, in which you could also take the highest ranked group of five team out of a conference game and include them. I was okay with that. The people who scream, no automatic qualifiers, I always rolled my eyes at because take, just take the best teams. And my attitude is always, You don't even know how to determine the best teams. It's all superficial. It's all surface level. It's a team can have multiple losses and you can still think, they're still one of the best teams. Yeah, but they lost to Alabama. That doesn't count. There is that, but I'm talking about teams that lose two or three times and people still want to scream, they're still one of the best teams in the country. Sure. Well, at some point, losses have to matter. There's an easy way to strip all that out. If they're truly one of the better teams in the country, they'll take care of business in their conference championship game if they make it, and then they can make it to the college football playoff. I feel like we need a sounder for this. No, not the reggae horn. No. Oh, no, I don't even have it up. But we we it. need a sounder for this that says, hey, play the hits because this is one of our great arguments. Yeah. To what matters more, your wins or your losses? This is true. And you know, I argue to, to my death that your wins matter more than your losses, particularly in college football. But you're right. But that's not play the hits. That's the sad trombone. That's when I start talking Star Wars to you. <laughs> Oh, you lost me a little, but that's fine. Hey. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I do think there will be... You'll see more of this because we, so we've seen this in college basketball. Yeah. To your point, there there will be a team that loses eight, nine, ten times all of a sudden. They, get, they catch a heater, they win the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I do think we're coming. There's only been one team in the history of college football to win the national championship with two losses. That was LSU's Les Miles national championship team. They're oh, okay. the only team in the yeah. history of college football to win... But, The national championship with two losses. I think you're going to see a three loss team win a national championship in the near future. Entirely possible. But here's where I'm at. Here's where I've gotten to with everything that's happened this summer. I I think you're I think you may be overanalyzing this one just a little bit. I don't think so. Greg Greg Sankey always looks at he it's very games of thronesy. I know. know, but I'm going to give you the reason here. Okay. Okay. Because while you were talking through this, it jogged my memory. All right. You understand the name of this championship is not the national championship. We just assign that to it. Uh-huh. You are technically the college football playoff champion. Okay. Just like All you right. were the BCS champion. Right. But Do you know why they say that? Because if it was a national championship, it requires mm-hmm. to be more inclusive. Fair. And that's where they were trying to get around the Boise states of the world, the UCFs of the world. And that's where we're going to break off, by the way. And that because they were like, no, it's not the national championship because you're not giving us access. And that's where we got into some um their their favorite, their nonprofit status, mm-hmm. the tax exempt status that they have. And those the politicians from those states were like. You can't call yourself national champions if you're not giving undefeated Boise, undefeated Central Florida a chance. Hence, it's the college football playoff championship. And I, I just think you'll see what you'll see is they'll go to the they'll go to five automatic bids. Mm-hmm. That's a good compromise in the sense that it really does open up another slot for the SEC. It's going to so, at this point. Well, yes, you are correct. Sankey is the person effectively running it. He's running it. So at this point, but my point, But is, I don't think they'll go all th- at this just, point. Just let the it top. 12. No, let go. it. Because that's where we're at right now. I was reading an article in The Athletic the other day. Yeah, but they can't because you have, they're, they're the technically big, including all of these other conferences. The SEC and the Big Ten apparently have ended their Cold War. You know, whoever the new uh, conference commissioner is, was it Pertiti or whatever the guy's name is, uh, has like thawed things with the SEC and they realized that, hey, we, we kind of have our own AFC, NFC between these two conferences. And ultimately, I'm at the point where this is what you deserve. This is what college football deserves. You deserve the SEC running the show because every opportunity you had to try to take control back, you whiffed on. From the alliance to thinking you're worth more than you actually are, every conference had access. That's all that should ultimately matter. Because you're making $30 million less, who gives a crap? Last time I checked, it's about getting on the football field and proving it there, and you can still find ways to win without having the most amount of money. And boot, as long as you stop it, show give me those bootstrap. Boot, boot, bootstrap energy. Hey, look, man, Clemson won two national championships but not having the biggest budget. Make that make sense to me. Right. And what was it about? It was about access. Now, how'd they make it? Because they were in the ACC and the and they way the path to the college football playoff for them was easier because it came from the ACC. I find it hysterical that schools like Florida State want to make it harder for themselves. But you have nobody to blame but yourself. And if this is the world you want to live in based on your actions to get here, this is what you deserve. The SEC running the show. Speaking of running the show, sometimes you need some good coffee to run the show, your own show to get your day going. That's why you need Breeze Through. Joe's been hitting that coffee all morning. Thanks to Breeze Through. You can get lifetime refills uh, at Breeze Through. We have one more tumbler to give away which I think we'll finally start. solid on this map. I'm finally solid. We're going to see Adam on Friday. So I'm going to bring him his. okay. Ken's coming in next Tuesday to get his, yes. and you, you still have your charity we, giveaway that you had. The so. Taylor Swift one. You're yeah. Right. Uh, so head on out to breeze through, check them out uh, locations all across the triangle. That coffee hits, yo, it hits. All right. Butcher's market and butcher's market is where you need to be going for your tailgate needs. Tailgating season is right around the corner. A week zero is here. Maybe you're about that life and you're going to just tailgate in your backyard while week zero games are on. I like that. Thought. A, little, a little preseason for you. I like that thought. Hit the butcher's market this weekend. Yeah, I went yesterday. I got the steak and cheese. Nice. I'm a creature of habit, man. I can't I can't be knocked out of these. <laughs> it's funny. <meats. laughs> I, I went to Raleigh Times yesterday and uh, shout out to Martin. He got the pork nachos and Brown loves like who gets the pork nachos every time. I go, yeah. Every time. Gilio is a creature of it's habit. It's a problem <laughs> as, of, as it relates to butchers markets, the same boat. It's actually not a problem because they have all great stuff. I've also started with the hot dogs, the Butchers Market hot dogs. Okay. Because they make their own, man. They're yeah. really, really good. Uh, the ButchersMarkets.com, all the spots off of Millbrook there, home base, but also, and I had the French fries yesterday. Mm-hmm. People were not lying. That was my first time with the French fries. They were not lying. It's good stuff. Uh, Holly Springs, carry, of course, the original there in, in Saltbox Village. All right, let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions, shall we? And it's Wednesday, so Anthony's open. Yes, head on over to Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. We're actually going to go to YouTube for a couple of these. Uh, This was from a few days ago. I just saw it because we had talked to Don Waddell following the PNC Arena lease agreement. And Nick asked, have you all been able to discuss Rod's contract situation? Was that off limits when you spoke to Don? It wasn't off limits. It's just not something I'm really thinking about right now. We talk about urgency and everything else. Ultimately, I think that Rod Moore is not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, right? He understands the game. He understands he's got something going right now. And I under, I I believe that Rod will be taking care of the way Rod wants to be taken care of. Could he make more money somewhere else? Yes, of course. That was true. The last contract negotiation, but he didn't go. He clearly wants to be here. I think there's no urgency and ultimately things will pan out the way they should. So I'm not I'm not really sweating it in that regard. Uh, this is from Corey on the YouTube. This year's incoming freshman NC State have parents that did not remember having to fight with ECU fans in the Carter Finley parking lot after a rain-soaked game in the '80s. Yeah, 87 seven man. was the. If you're an ECU fan, it was, a, it was a celebration. If you're a Stay fan, it was a riot. It just yes. depends on yes. which way you want to look at it. Uh, from uh, I think it's from our friend Tom Wormy. Harden could go Costanza, drag the championship trophy around the parking lot <laughs> by the car bumper. Yeah, Harden was uh, just fined $100,000 by the NBA for his comments on Daryl Morey. That's certainly one way to get out. $100,000. I mean, seems aggressive. Oh, because he called, he said he, he called him a liar. Okay. Straight okay. up liar. Still feels aggressive. Yeah, Wait, maybe. fine by the Sixers. I was, no, he was fine by the NBA. Wow. Pretty, like, hold on a second. Let me double check. Let me double check on the Harden thing. Because I could have it wrong. No, yeah. James Harden fine by NBA for wow. public trade demands. That was from 15 wow. hours ago over okay. on NBC Sports Philadelphia. So the NBA is not playing around. All right. Back to the YouTube comments. This is from uh, yesterday's show. I, I to the term, by the way. Uh, Ryan I don't get the complaints about the makeover in that arena as an admittedly old dude by college standards I'm absolutely stoked that there's going to be a place to grab food pre pregame then hit up shows or games you want the NHL to take us seriously I'm down for putting serious money into developing the area I think I think most people the majority of people think like Ryan the majority of the people think like you and me and Luke DeCock at the News and Observer. Well, I think, I mean, I think there's I, just a vocal minority on sure. social media that's mad about it. Well, I also think it's not just this move, right? It's the Trinity and TX lots. Like, yeah. it, it's the culmination that you feel like they're taking away spots. You got to remember every time they, they take away spots, you're actually pushing people back out further. So it's not just the, you know, the, the tailgate rich. Mm-hmm. That obviously, they're going to be safe, but, it you know, you are... Disrupting a situation, and it's not just the one incident here. It's not the one makeover. It's it's really going yeah. back and relitigating the Trinity and TX decisions. And from Gary, how did Howell go after Corral? I still don't get it. Hey man, we talked about He's Sam Howell. from Charlotte, and, and I know Panthers. that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're not, they're not the Bobcats. I get that. You know, but he, <laughs> they're not the Bobcats. You, we were we were very clear about who we thought was going to be an NFL quarterback out of that class. We yes. were very clear. <laughs> And one last one. Uh, this is from Maxwell, who got a sticker. Love my sticker, but if you want to advertise the pod, you might want to put a little more description on the sticker. Something like a bumper sticker with the YouTube banner logo uh, presented by Copiers Plus. Just my unwanted two cents. Not unwanted. Not Max. unwanted. Not not unwanted. You know, no, Maxwell, you know what we have coming? We have a QR code. Best sports talk show in town. That's going to be hung up at the morning times, and then you click on the QR code, you can see us. Love it. Sometimes you got to be a little esoteric. I mean, positive vibes only, five stars only. Yeah, man. I mean, you'll figure it out. You want to get people talking. Like, hey, what's that OG? What does that mean? I mean, it It gets the people people going. going. See you all Thursday.